0: guys welcome today welcome if you haven't been here for a while um we're, we're in a new series at the moment um which is healing and miracles it's not necessarily so new um because we're in part three but i know some of you guys maybe it's your first time today um what we're going to be doing today is building on parts one and two so hold that stuff in your mind and for those of you who who weren't here part one and two part one was called foundations of healing and it was all about these different aspects of the word and truths from the word that we that we can stand on and and that we stand on his word above everything else above experience above doubt these kind of things part two was called covenant reality and Ivan spoke a little bit about that about living under and living in and from this place where actually the covenant reality is more real to us than any other reality that's put to us, that we're standing in the promises of God. And so today, our focus and the title for today is faith. Faith, always one of those words and one of those things that kind of gets wrapped up and is included in part of this whole journey in healing and miracles. But what a topic, you know, faith is a word that everyone knows. Even people who don't normally go to church, people know the word, faith, right? But often, particularly in this area of healing, maybe there's been misunderstanding. We don't understand it. Also, sometimes I've seen how faith can be an excuse put on people as a burden why something hasn't happened. You didn't have the faith for that. So today, I want us to go through some truths of faith. And to kind of clear up our understanding about it, to help us as we're going on this journey, believing God for His promises, living in that covenant reality, to see these things around healings and miracles. So we're going to get cracking. I have one request, though. Could I actually have a glass of water, please? Um, so we're going to get cracking. Why is faith important? Number one. Why is faith important? Why is it important? Galatians two twenty i have been crucified with christ and i no longer live but christ lives in me the life i now live in the body i live by faith in the son of god thanks so much i live by faith in the son of god who loved me and gave himself for me the life i now live in the body that's talking about our lives now our walking on the earth The life i now live in the body i live by faith in the son of god and this verse is something we're going to keep kind of revolving back round to as we go through today because that's why it's important that's why faith is important the life we now live in the body here on earth we live by faith in the son of god it's our mode of living it's central to our living faith is important because it's how we're called to live it day in and day out it's our normal that we walk by faith and not by doubt we walk by faith in him and not by doubt in him and the life that paul is speaking about there is this sozo life because we've been saved from sin but we've been saved to life haven't we this fullness of life that we have in christ So we're talking about blessing, we're talking about living in his promises, we're talking about abundance, peace, joy, healing, health, these kind of things. Remember, Jesus said that I came that they may have life and life in all its fullness. And so if today you know, I believe in Jesus, I've been crucified with Christ and he lives in you by his Holy Spirit and you now live this life in him then this you have this faith in christ in the son of god it opens up this life to you the blessings the better promises of the new covenant they're all there and we live in them and take hold of them by faith faith activates the truths the word speaks of it lays hold of these better promises so galatians 220 that's still on the still up there it gives us this beautiful picture of what biblical faith is it is a faith a belief in Jesus the thing that motivates not motivates motors or powers our life is walking our lives out in faith in Jesus for eternity so we know that right a lot of people just believe faith is actually just for eternity but also for now, for the life we now live in the body. This life I now live by faith in the Son of God. Not in yourself. A lot of people do that. Not in your religious practices. Not in how spiritual you are. A lot of people have faith in that. Not in your bank balance. A lot of people's faith in their security is only based on the numbers on a screen. Not faith in others. Not faith in your ability, but living your life in the here and now by faith in the Son of God. That He is sufficient. That He is sufficient. And in Him, there is the sufficiency for all the trials, all the challenges that you'll face. That His sufficiency will always meet all your needs. Faith is it's all about what we think about jesus who is jesus remember jesus said to his disciples who do you say i am who do we say jesus is who do you believe jesus is and do you believe his word so who is your jesus who is your jesus john 5 39 jesus speaking to the um, pharisees It says this you search the scriptures because you think that in them you have eternal life remember they're looking at the law and all this and then Jesus says, "It is these that testify about me. It's these that testify about me. What a statement Jesus makes! That's often a place we go to to say, look Jesus wasn't just a nice guy,' because he said actually the whole of the Old Testament, when he's speaking to these guys, the whole of Scripture is about me. As a lunatic would say that, unless he's God. What a statement Jesus makes there! The Word is about me. The whole of the Old Testament, all of Scripture, testifies to me. We know the New Testament testifies." It's all about jesus that's the word of god the word of god speaking about jesus this word that we need to stand on like we looked at in part one stand on the word it's all about jesus it all testifies to the truth of christ and as you hear that word as you hear that word what happens faith rises within you faith rises within you and then you live by that faith in the son of god whom that word is testifying about that word that you're hearing is speaking about that makes romans 10:17 so much more punchy when when we read romans 10:17 so faith not some abstract kind of random spiritual belief but faith in the victory and the truth of the son of god faith then comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, this word that testifies to the truths of Him. And so when we in our understanding and our unbelief, if anything in that is contrary to the Word, it's contrary to the Word. It's not just contrary to a religious book. It's it's contrary or it's doubting something that is said about Jesus, what he has done what he has finished, the work he has accomplished and completed. Hebrews 1.11. 1, now faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance about what we do not see. Faith is the confidence in what we hope for and the assurance of what we do not see. Why is that? Why is that? Have you ever thought? Why, why is that? Because the faith, our faith is in Jesus. And we have a confidence of what we are hoping for because it is completely and utterly dependent on Jesus it's dependent on the covenant blessings and the promises those promises that we said looked at last week that are yes and amen in jesus so when we actually look at that and we look at the certainty of that sure there is a confidence and assurance that our faith is this confidence of what's coming because it is so set in stone because it is covenant what assurance we then have what assurance we have because it is in him it's in him it's about what he has done and it's in his ability it's not in your ability to believe or based on your performance as a believer so yeah I feel really faithful today because I've been so spiritual or based on your righteousness because of the way you've lived because through your holy living in fact that's such an important thing if you struggle with that to put to bed because it's a basic thing that your righteousness is not based on your works not based on your spiritual living it's based on christ's works and if you believe in him then he's given you his perfect righteousness so when god looks at you he sees you as the righteousness of christ you couldn't look any more righteous but this assurance in faith faith is the assurance of things hopeful it's not even based on this beautiful amazing righteousness of christ that we that we have It's based on his promise We can have assurance and hope for the miracle, for the healing, because it's based in Christ, in his finished work, in his covenant promises. His blood, that bowl, that bowl of blood, the gold bowl of blood that Ivan spoke about. See, once we start basing our hope or our assurance in something or someone else other than Christ, that's when things get a bit messed up. That's when things start going down a wrong path, when things start going down a wrong track. That's when we stop living by faith, as the Bible speaks about it. We stop living by faith in Christ and living by faith in Christ and so often live by faith in something else. I think one of the big ones that can be that we live by faith in our faith. We live by faith in our faith. That's a big challenge. Not placing our hope in our own ability not placing our our hope in our own ability to believe if you guys have ever prayed there's 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 a fine line between between uh like hoping this thing's going to happen and it's something internally that i'm trying to muster up to happen in comparison to trusting in something that's over here there's there's about as much likelihood of something happening if you're trying to do it in faith in your own faith and faith in your own feeling of how faithful you feel as you could get a plane to take off that's run out of any jet fuel or something. See, I think that's a good, let's look at that. Because I think many people see faith as this kind of power bar. You know, like Tekken or Street Fighter. Actually, looking out, not many people here probably ever played that. But like Tekken, Street Fighter, often the computer games have like a power bar that builds up, then it's like full and then you can do the special move. You know, it's not like that. And I think sometimes people think of faith as this kind of quantity that through different activities, through, through our faith and through our spiritual zeal and practices and things like that, we kind of build up in ourselves, and uh, that we need to feel super spiritual before we see something happen and we build this faith through a bunch of works. I don't think that's helpful, but I know a lot of people think that. And so, because if you think of that, our confidence is in our works, our confidence is in all the works that we've done to build to that place you know surely god will respond i'm feeling i'm feeling so faithful because i've spent hours and hours in prayer in that situation the faith for the victory even if it's subconscious is in our doing not in his victory over the thing so people may say okay then well do i not have to pray Shall i not bother praying of course not don't do pray Do read the word. But the thing is that prayer and meditation and all these things should take us to a place, not where we're feeling we've got to do that to build something, but actually it takes us to a place where we see all the more clearly, where we see all the more surely his victory over the situation. Not that we're trying to build something, but we're trying to see something and get into that that place of faith where we live by faith in him. That actually our prayer and our time praying is not something that we exchange as a kind of currency of faith. But it helps build us, sorry, that it doesn't help kind of build this thing in us, but actually just in prayer, we begin standing before God just in that meditation and prayer. And we see our insufficiency and we see his complete and greatness and sufficiency for the thing in front of us. So let's look at that statement again. Faith isn't a quantity that you build up in yourself through these kind of works. It isn't about this spiritual power bar that you're trying to build up. It's about a confidence that you're placing. It's about a confidence you're placing. So let's go to point two, yeah. Faith is not a quantity you build in yourself we're going to look at this story of the, the, the disciples when they, they couldn't heal the demon-possessed boy Matthew 17 14 Matthew 17 14 when they came to the crowd a man approached Jesus and knelt before him Lord have mercy on my son he said he has seizures and is suffering greatly He often falls into the fire or into the wind or into the water. It's the wind. Um, I brought him to your disciples, but they could not heal him. You unbelieving and perverse generation. Jesus replied, how long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy here to me. Jesus rebuked the demon and it came out of the boy and he was healed at that moment. Then the disciples came to Jesus in private and asked, why couldn't we drive it out? They're in private. Why couldn't we drive it out? And he replied, because you have so little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. When Jesus rebukes the disciples, he says, he says, you of little faith, doesn't he? That famous verse, you of little faith. You, you of little faith. And he brings out this Greek word, this Greek word, which is oligopistos. Oligopistos. From the helps word study around this. A, it speaks about that this word has this connotation of lacking confidence. This, this is literally how, what it is in the... In the In the concordance lacking confidence in Christ lacking confidence in him that it's not a quantity issue it's a placement issue this is the first point that Paul sorry Jesus here he isn't speaking about a quantity of faith that they're gonna muster in themselves because he then goes on to speak about quantity and he says basically if you've got no quantity if you've got none very little, the very smallest thing, and he says, doesn't he? he? Says even faith, even faith, as small as a mustard seed, the smallest seed, the smallest seed there is. If he's doing it on a scale and he goes with seeds, the smallest is a mustard seed. It's the smallest seed. Even faith, as small as a mustard seed, the smallest seed that there could possibly be, could move a mountain. He's speaking about the placement of faith. That they're lacking faith that they're lacking confidence in Jesus, in what he's called them to do, in the authority he's given them, in the word he's spoken over them. Strong's says this about Oligopistos. It describes it as someone dull of hearing the Lord's voice. But Jesus said, all, Jesus said I give you authority to go out and do this. And there's somewhere along the line, he's saying, guys, you're lacking confidence in me and the things that I've called you to do and the words I've spoken over you what has jesus spoken over us today what are the things that he's called us in the commissions to go and do then jesus goes on and he says this truly i tell you even if you had faith as small as a mustard seed you could speak to this mountain move from here to there and it will move nothing nothing will be impossible for you you've got to get a hold of that. There's a beautiful truth in that. Take hold of it with all your heart because it's so easy to skip over and miss and think, yeah, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So he says, faith as small as a mustard seed could move a mountain. Nothing will be impossible for you. Another way of saying nothing will be impossible for you is saying all things will be possible for you. Jesus doesn't say faith as small as a mustard seed would sort out actually the situation that you weren't able to do, but you need faith like a mung bean to move a mountain. You know, it doesn't start bringing in this scales of faith. He's saying it isn't about quantity; it's a yes or no thing. So, a yes or no thing. Faith, confidence in Him, confidence in Him, in what He has said and done, and what He's spoken over us. That's what faith's about. Do we believe him and his word? Do we take him over his word? Do we believe what he has said into our lives and called us to step out and live in and go and do? See, and when we don't lack confidence in him and just put our confidence in Jesus, then even if we feel tiny, even if we feel that that bit of faith is as small as a mustard seed, all things are possible. Mark 9, it accounts the same story with different details. This one highlights the faith of the boy's father and highlights um, that faith lives and dies around what we think about Jesus, around the Son of God. Not on feeling, not on zeal, but on belief in him and just the importance of that. So it says this in Mark 9, 21 to 24. Jesus so the boy's father's brought him to him Jesus asked the boy's father how long has he been like this from childhood he answered it has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him this is the boy's father still speaking but if you can do anything take pity on us and help us but if you can do anything take pity on us and help us man He doesn't really know who he's speaking to. We know who we're speaking to. This is the one who was there at the beginning, the one through whom all things were made, that have been made, were made. If you can do anything, if I can do anything, Jesus replies to him. He says, if you can. If you can, said Jesus. If you can. He's questioning him. "If If you can. And then he says, everything is possible for one who believes and immediately the boy's father said i do believe help me overcome my unbelief you know guys i think the point here i believe jesus jesus would have healed the boy jesus would have healed the boy it's not all dependent on the father's faith in this but from the matthew account we don't see this beautiful level of detail in the father no but there's this amazing lesson That the Father gets, that we get, that we get, that we can learn through this situation. That faith, that faith is in nothing else but Jesus. Faith is in Jesus and it's about having a confidence in him. It's about having a confidence in him and today he's seated on a throne in heaven and he works powerfully through his people by his Holy Spirit that when we go and we pray in the name of Jesus that we don't doubt the authority that is in that name. That actually that we would never pray for healing with ifs and there are challenges and we're going to do one on we're going to do a sermon on all the hard questions because I know sometimes stuff doesn't happen but let us never pray with ifs if you can god heal this person because jesus has said challenge the guy don't ever pray with this if i can if it's your will we know from that first one it is his will by my stripes you are healed he was broken so that we could be made whole see even if your faith is as small as a mustard seed it doesn't matter as long as it's totally in him That you're living and walking out your life as a child of a king, the king, living this life by faith, living this life by faith in the son of God. Do you remember? Just again, to speak into what faith is, where it's based. Do you remember when Jesus went back to his home, when Jesus went back into Nazareth, Jesus, he, he wasn't able to heal in his hometown or he healed very few people, it says because of their lack of faith their lack of faith in him their lack of faith was in who they saw jesus as so let's read that mark 6 2 to 6 says when the sabbath came he began to teach in the synagogue and many who were who heard him were amazed where did this man get these things they asked what's the wisdom that has been given him what are these remarkable miracles he's performing isn't this the carpenter because he used to be a carpenter didn't he in Nazareth isn't this the carpenter isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James Joseph Judas and Simon aren't his sisters here with us and they took offense at him and Jesus said to them a prophet is not without honor except in his own town among his relatives and in his own home he could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them he was amazed at their lack of faith it was a lack of faith in him it was a lack of faith in him they're seeing him that this guy's the carpenter how on earth he able to do this he was the boy they remembered growing up there He's the, probably some of the guys are married to his sisters. They're like, that's your wacko brother, isn't it? He's come back to town. What's he doing? That's really, he used to be kind of cool and now he's doing all this kind of really out there stuff. We don't understand that. People are following around. Who's he that people would follow him around? No one follows me around. And they took offense at him. See, faith isn't a quantity issue, it's a confidence issue. It's a confidence in Jesus. It's a confidence in Jesus where is your faith so point three there are four points by the way faith is a choice this one's a very exciting one faith is a choice that's very that's a very exciting prospect that's a very exciting prospect that's one of my biggest fans out there by the way i always feel bad so it's like let the little children come to you i'm like jesus has far better concentration than i do um that is a very you know this faith is a choice that 's a very exciting prospect. What are you believing for? What are you asking for? We said before that before people may may say things like we don't we, you know we don 't see healings anymore stuff like that we don 't see healing anymore no one's been healed in our church for for a long time uh, Challenge that. A big question is well, how many times this last week have you prayed for the sick to be healed? Because Wimber had to pray for seven years, non-stop pray for thousands of people, and he didn't see anyone healed. And then suddenly he had an amazing healing ministry. I'm not saying that's what it would be like for everyone, but that often we say we don't see something but then actually we don't choose to exercise faith and take the risk and believe jesus and step out to see it happen time and time again and sometimes can let our experience and our chat the things sometimes where we don't see stop us from actually stepping out and just carrying on and trusting him more than what the experience has been this is the activating and engaging with that truth with faith all things are possible with jesus with faith all things are possible. This door, it kind of opens the door to miracles as well. Most people, I think often when we're in this topic, just primarily think of healing, sometimes think of healing miracles, i.e. something that's not possible, like an arm growing back or something like that, something instantaneous that, that, isn't, that isn't just healing. Um, but actually the miraculous encompasses all kinds of things. Some of you guys have heard one of my favorite miracle stories of the, my old friend in Edinburgh. And he was a, I'm going to try, I'm trying to get him to either do a video or send me a transcript that I can read to you guys. But basically, um, in a nutshell, he moved a log that they had to move for a building project. And um, none of the diggers had turned up and he just needed to move it. So he got behind this thing and just started saying, I'm an instrument of the Lord. I'm an instrument of the Lord. Anyway, he moved it into position. The lady who owned the place came out and said, how on earth did you do that? He said, I don't know, but I became a Christian recently and um some pretty weird stuff's been going on um and so um I mean and even this the, this I mean I'm I do not want to go off so i sermon long and I've tried to keep it short because of the morning because the things before but I remember even praying with this guy and then a, a rainbow came down over a house and we went to that house delivered a flyer and that that house for him years of work and it was the same people that this this thing happened with and um Anyway, the digger guy turns up and he says to the digger guy, just out of interest, could could that digger move this? And the guy said, there is no way this digger could move that long. Amazing. Amazing. So the miraculous can go across as anything, right? It can be anything. Don't just encapsulate it in a kind of a bracket of healing or people's health or something. We often put up with where we're at what the situation is when God has loads more for us. I remember, I think it was um, Devere, he went, seeing an advert ages ago and him saying, God doesn't want you to put up what, with what he's delivered you from. We often attribute trials and challenges that we're facing to God uh, disciplining us. Well, for a start, I don't believe God is, I believe his good father, so he doesn't put them on us, right? that they're actually a result of a fallen world but often we just try and bear with it bear with it you know bear with it but i want to challenge you in this truth that they're an opportunity to exercise faith to test faith like an athlete day in and day out tests themselves and tests themselves and the marathon runner which is a a picture actually of the christian life right getting the crown at the end the olympian crown that actually it's about testing ourselves like a marathon runner so that we would in ourselves get more endurance not endurance and putting up with stuff but endurance about actually overcoming stuff in faith as christ overcomes it's <clears throat> to see christ's victory overcome and as that happens we also grow in maturity we grow in maturity and in our, in our faith and in our confidence in Jesus. We're going to look at James because he writes about this. It's a super practical book. I like James. Good name too. Um, James 1, 1 to 5. It says this, James, a bondservant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the 12 tribes who are dispersed abroad greetings consider it all joy my brethren when you encounter various trials knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance and let endurance have its complete sorry let endurance have its perfect results so that you may be perfect and complete lacking in nothing but if any of you lacks wisdom let him ask God who gives to all generously and without reproach and it will be given to him very awesome James here is writing the context he's writing to believers who because of persecution have been scattered from around Judea Jerusalem kind of area they've been scattered abroad they're they're tribes that have gone out into the dispersion and if you just imagine these guys imagine their situations that they're in they are under so many trials there may be some back end they've left because they're being persecuted there may be some back-end persecution but you guys who've just moved here it may be from different countries on a on a whim or without much support you know moving a country is challenging fleeing from a country must be even more challenging these guys are trying to find food and shelter safety Probably they're going and trying to find new places to live. They're trying to settle. They're trying to find work. They're trying to get a bit of extra money together, look after their families. They're trying to navigate their now very challenging situation in life, full of trials with heavenly wisdom and insight. But actually it's a situation not brought by God, but by the fallenness of man who's decided to persecute them. So they're running. These trials that they're facing, they're all opportunities for the testing of faith. You know, when you have lack, sorry, it's hard to have this faith that God's the provider and God's the resourcer and actually experience that if you have no lack if you have no lack now we don't go seeking after it but actually wow this is an amazing moment that in our lack and we've had a number of these moments over the journey of the church that, and it's so exciting because it's just like god you're the provider we're going to stand on you it's a bit scary sometimes but it's just god we're going to trust you and you know what i remember years ago being freaked out about money on little things now there's now I can testify to an endurance and this kind of building of this faith in Christ's truth of that he is the provider. That doesn't really matter the situation, that I believe he will provide. And it builds that maturity inside, produces an an endurance, this kind of faith that keeps on keeping on, keeps on keeping on, not just bearing with stuff, but Trusting Jesus through thick and thin so that we will become mature. The, 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 um, the verse uses perfect and complete, but it ends there, which we read, or it ends verse four, lacking nothing, that you'd lack nothing. It's not, it's not bearing with it and, and then just literally bearing with it, but that you'd lack nothing. nothing that the trial wouldn't overcome Christ's sufficiency that's a big one to get that the trial and it may take a while to go through it but the the trial wouldn't overcome Christ's sufficiency but that we would see his victory over these fallen aspects of the world because why should they be over why should they trump and why should they be victorious over him that through faith we experience this believing in Christ, resulting in us lacking nothing and living in Christ's fullness. But it's a choice. It's a choice to engage with. And just actually just drop back. It doesn't mean okay, we're gonna have like Ferraris and stuff like that. That isn't not lacking. Okay. That's a great that's a great amount of blessing. But it's a choice to engage it's a choice to ask and James encourages the believers to ask it's like if any of you lacks wisdom from God for their situation that's heavenly wisdom not just hey some bright ideas but they're talking about their wisdom wisdom from the father you know it's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit isn't it that actually that is un a key to unlock a situation that you would never actually know in yourself not earthly wisdom but wisdom from god that that you would know heaven's solution for your earthly problem ask and he says this though he says ask in faith we're going to read that choose there's this thing of choosing to activate faith james 1 6 to 7 so but he must ask in faith without doubting but he must ask in faith without doubting so ask ask God but he must ask in faith without doubting faith in who Jesus is without doubting who Jesus is finished work for the one who doubts is like the surf of the sea driven and tossed by the wind For that man ought not to expect that he will receive anything from the Lord, being a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. Guys, flex your faith arms. What are the promises of God that you are asking for in faith to be delivered into your life against the trials or the challenges that you're facing? And sometimes it may not come every day barbara i love the phrase of being pregnant with something believing believing that the thing that maybe that's a resource the thing that you need that it's coming and you, st- you still believe and you still believe maybe it takes some time maybe it takes weeks maybe it takes months but it comes mark 11:24. 24 therefore i tell you whatever you ask for in prayer whatever you ask for in prayer believe that's about having faith isn't it believe that you've received it and it will be yours this is jesus speaking therefore i tell you whatever you ask for in prayer believe have faith that you have received it and it will be yours Jesus says in many, there's Mark and John so many times, ask the Father anything in my name and it will be given to you. Ask him my name and it will be given to you. And he, he drums it into them and drums it into them about this faith in him and in his name and everything that he has done. See, do you guys lack in any area? Do you lack in any area? Is there an area of life where you're feeling really challenged at the moment, where you need a breakthrough? As hard as sometimes it can be to hear, count the trial as joy for the testing of your faith. What an opportunity you now have to ask in faith, to see that situation brought into a place where you lack nothing. And that's not prosperity gospel. It's not name it and claim it and get like a massive house or something like that. You know, I'm not talking about that. It's about God keeping his promises. It's about believing Jesus at his word that you as well as you go for that and you live in that and actually and you're faced by trial and challenge and you're faced by it it's do you see the fallenness of the world and maybe people that hurt you or situations that hurt you and that's right there in front of you or situations you're in that are challenging maybe it's mistakes you've made that are there and there's a trial you're facing is that bigger than you than the promise because actually as we live and we stand in faith and we overcome then we grow and we grow in maturity so the next time those Things come up against us, they don't stand. That we would be complete, lacking nothing. That we'd be living in Christ's fullness by faith, living this life in the Son of God. So choose to believe, ask in faith. Last point, point four, walk by faith and not by sight. Walk by faith and not by sight. Faith. We said at the beginning, it's the life we now live in the Son of God. It's how we walk out our lives. It's our mode of living. And it isn't some kind of weird, intangible, spiritual thing. It is the confidence that we have. It's the confidence in things hoped for, the evidence of things unseen. What's it, what, what things, the promises of God, sealed in the blood of Christ, Christ's victory. Why can we have a confidence in those promises? Because Christ's our confidence, not ourselves. It's a bit of a recap point in a sense. Galatians 2.20 that we went to right at the beginning. The life I now live in the body, this life you're living in now... I live by faith. All this stuff was spoken about by faith, not in anything else but the Son of God. The, The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God for your eternity and for your now, for your breakthrough, for your victory over the trials and the challenges that you face. When it comes to healing and miracles, they don't need... To be part of some special healing meeting you don't need to have a healing ministry they don't need to be part of some special healing ministry time at the end or something like that they can be but like Yvonne said they're part of our normal Christian life it's open for us all it's for us all for whosoever believes whosoever has faith because we live our life by faith in the son of God so when we live by faith in Jesus that means living this so so life that people around that life are impacted people are impacted by that if we were covered in radiation and actually the power and just the life of a child of God should be more powerful than radiation if we were covered in radiation people would know partly because we dropped down dead but imagine we didn't drop down dead they would be affected by it because we're living in faith So when we encounter sickness, it isn't some big, scary monster that's right there in front of us that you have to fight and work out how to defeat in your own strength. You're a child of the living God, that in faith, living with this confidence in Jesus, a confidence in his healing power, a confidence in his victory, a confidence in him, in his promises, you just step out and speak in faith you know the devil can get us to face up against these giants which who knows what we're going to come across how easy is it to shy away from things it may be I've done it in the past hey actually you should come to church because there's this guy at church I particularly want to pray for you sometimes there are guys with healing ministries and that like we pray for someone nothing happens you say hey look let i want i'd love for you to pray with these but the for us to have the confidence in him that whoever it is whosoever would believe would go and just step out and pray for healing so if the devil can get you to face up to that giant that you got to fight in your own strength you're going to lose you're going to lose like if david went out on the battlefield with the sword and the armor and tried to fight in his own strength he'd have lost But if like David, you can walk out onto the battlefield or you can face those things with total confidence. If you think David actually even stepped out on that battlefield and he was completely unarmed, he hadn't even picked up stones at that point. Total confidence, total faith in the inevitability of the ending, knowing it's not you that's fighting, but rather it's God who's fought, it's done. That will freak the devil out, freaks him out because the victory is already won. The victory is already won. You want a life that's victorious, a victorious life? Then don't try and live in your victory, you've got to live in his victory. You want a life growing in maturity, like James says, maturity lacking nothing, despite the trials and challenges we face. Then do as James asks, and ask in faith, exercise faith, that actually, as we exercise our faith, and the only thing faith can be in is in the Son of God, right? that as we do that and we get more and more confident in him we will grow we will become more and more mature and so do as james says and ask in faith and live like paul that the life that we now live we live by faith in the son of god so sec can i invite you to come back up what we're going to do now guys we're just going to have a response time we're going to have a response time so if you're I just want to, if you're here or you're listening to the podcast and you, wanna, you want to accept Jesus, maybe you're saying, hey, I, I've never received Jesus. I, I, I kind of uh, don't, I've kind of, I wouldn't say I follow God, but today I want to make a decision to follow, follow God. If that's you... I want to invite you just as everyone's eyes are closed here or out back at home or wherever you are on the podcast, just pray this prayer after me under your breath. Jesus, thank you for saving me. Thank you for going to the cross and paying the price for my sin. Thank you that I can now have a relationship with God, that I am forgiven and set free I give you my life today and I choose to follow you from this day forward Amen that isn't a magic prayer guys but it's just a statement of intent God I want to follow you God I want to follow you if you prayed that prayer if you pray that prayer and you're here please pop your hand in the air But also if you pray that prayer and you're on the podcast, please send us a message, connect with us. We'd love to pray with you, love to connect with you, and also connect you with a local church wherever you happen to be. Guys, now's just a little response time. It's a maybe a unique thing that we have, which is just between you and God, a moment that you can just speak to him before the busyness of life catches up. Respond to that word. If you're facing any trials now, how can you employ faith and ask for victory over them? Receive that promise over them.